Hello and welcome to the Conscious Health and Life podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Louise, naturopath, and my aim for this podcast is to open your mind and help you to be empowered with your health. I interview experts in their field to discuss everything and anything health-related, mind, body, and spirit. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get started. So I can't actually believe I haven't done an episode on this topic before about hormone imbalance. Do I have hormone imbalance and how can I fix it slash What has actually caused it? This is just something that I talk to my clients about every single day in my clinic. And I, yeah, can't believe I haven't spoken about it on my podcast. So here we are anyway. Um, So today we're going to be talking all about signs of hormonal imbalance. How do you actually know if you have a hormone imbalance? Have you been told by your doctor that you don't and you're still coming up with all of these types of symptoms? Does something need to be investigated a little bit further for you? Or are you just so used to having all of these symptoms that you don't realize that there is something that can be fixed? I think a lot of the time um, we get told that, oh, well, uh, you know, you're a woman, you are just going to have heavy periods or we just have to put up with painful periods. And it's not actually the case. So what I like to let a lot of my clients know is that you can actually have a period appear without having to go through a week to a week and a half of hell in the lead up or having a hormone cycle that's so horrendous that you have to go on contraception to be able to manage it and getting bad side effects from that. So there are other ways around this. So yeah, I'm really excited today to have a good deep dive into all of the hormonal changes, symptoms, imbalances, tests, underlying reasons as to why all of this goes on. So to start off, I want to explain that hormone imbalance is not just looking at your estrogen and progesterone. So there are lots and lots of other hormones in the body that make up our whole endocrine system. There are hormones that are messages from the brain. There are hormones being made by our thyroid. There are hormones being made in our adrenal glands. There are hormones being made in our ovaries, lots of other places in the body. So when we're thinking about hormone imbalance, we're not just talking about a menstrual cycle. There are so many things that influence our menstrual cycle, different hormones in the body, but there's also lots of things that the hormones in our menstrual cycle affect as well. So our body is made up of so many different feedback loops to do with all of these hormonal changes, definitely through the month. Um, But, you know, thyroid hormones, adrenal hormones, insulin, all of these hormones are super important for many different things in our body. So if you have been told that 
your hormones are changing all the time. So there's no way that we can test them. It's not accurate to do hormone testing. Um, That is incorrect. And there definitely is better times to do hormone testing. So another myth to break is that if you've been told that you can do hormone testing at any day of your cycle, it doesn't matter. That is incorrect. Um, It's really important to do particular hormones need to be tested at particular days of your cycle. For example, progesterone is definitely one of those. So again, if you have done hormone testing in the past and you've been told that everything is fine, but you're still experiencing a lot of hormonal imbalances, uh, you might be you might be wanting to listen to this episode to get the info about what testing needs to be done and when. If you have been told that, yeah, hormone testing is not accurate, um, we don't need to do that, just go on contraception, but that's not something that you would like to do. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode to understand a little bit more about what's going on with your hormones. So let's get into it. What symptoms actually come up when we think about hormone imbalance? So things that I was brainstorming and that I wanted to bring up that I see really commonly um, with a lot of my clients, a lot to do with menstrual cycle symptoms. So maybe let's start there and work our way back. So menstrual cycle symptoms, we should just have our period turn up and there shouldn't be a huge event in the lead up to it. So if you're experiencing PMS, like big mood swings, a lot of irritability, some people feel really emotional, crying at ads on the TV, feeling quite out of control with your emotions or your moods. This is something that is not normal and you don't have to go through it just because you have a menstrual cycle. So there's lots of hormone imbalances that can contribute to PMS, but particularly looking at low progesterone. So other types of low progesterone symptoms can be things like acne. This can be a really big hormonal imbalance sign, can be common to see with high estrogen and low progesterone, but can also include a lot to do with testosterone. So that's why doing hormone testing is so important, which I will go through more later in this chat. Uh, Other types of things to do with the menstrual cycle that are not normal and that we can fix are things like heavy periods and clots in the blood. So, you know, it's hard to also define what what is a heavy period for you because it's not like we exactly look at each other's period blood um, every cycle. So that's where we need to think about things a little bit more broadly. And if you are changing your tampon pad cup um, every hour of the day in your heaviest day, um, I would say that this is way too heavy. So it's really important to keep a note of these things because not only can this be from hormone imbalance, like high estrogen can definitely influence heavy periods and clots in the blood. But when we're looking at the heavy periods, it can also be a sign of low iron. So a lot of people think that heavy periods equals low iron, 
which it can contribute to, but more commonly, I actually see low iron causing the heavy periods, which can be much more common. So really important that when we're wanting to work on hormone imbalancing and helping with the heavy periods, that we always check the iron, particularly your iron stores being your ferritin levels. So I have done an episode on this uh, about optimal blood pathology ranges. And I do have a free download on my website with a whole worksheet on optimal blood pathology ranges. So I won't be going through that today, um, but there is lots of resources that I will link in the show notes here for you. If that's something that you're interested in learning more about your blood tests for nutrient levels. So heavy periods, clots in the blood, definitely not normal. Um, painful periods, also not normal. So if you are experiencing pain in the lead up to your period or on day one and two of your period, uh, this is something that can be telling us that there's something else going on. So a common one is definitely to do with the high estrogen, and this is something that needs to be tested. So I usually like to test um, the high estrogen either on day three or day 21 of the cycle on the same day as the testing the progesterone, because then we can actually get um, quite a good ratio to compare the estrogen and progesterone together. So you actually shouldn't have any pain with your period. You may notice that there may be a slight uncomfortable or kind of like just a bit of a heaviness feeling on day one and two of your period. But if you're having to take days off work or school or it's influencing your life and having to rely on pain medication, um, this is definitely something that can be fixed and that you don't just have to put up with because that is quite debilitating. And a lot of clients that I see who have heavy periods, um, painful periods and heavy to be fair, have just been dealing with this since they were in school and just been told that it's normal and that you just have to keep pushing through. And this is just not the case. So you know, like I've spoken about before on my podcast, particularly in the episode, I was talking to Kate about different seasons of your cycle and how when we are in our period, yes, we do need to slow it down. We we don't need to be going to the gym every day. We don't need to be going and being social every day. We don't need to be putting extra things on our plate during our period. It is like our cave time where we want to be crawling into our cave and hibernating. So it's like that balance of understanding your body, knowing that, yes, I might not be feeling my optimal, most strong, resilient self while I'm on my period, but definitely should not be going through pain and the heavy periods, definitely not. That All of these signs are telling us that there's something going on with the hormones. Another one that can be really common that I see in a lot of people is headaches and migraines in the lead up to the period. And this is also something that can be fixed. Again, we do need to check nutrient status, iron, B12, magnesium levels, but definitely also looking at estrogen and progesterone as well. 
When we're looking at other types of symptoms like spotting throughout the cycle, you should actually not be spotting um, apart from maybe one or two days before your period can be quite normal. But if you're getting spotting at ovulation or having a really long bleed with uh, quite a prolonged spotting after the bleed is basically finished, this could be telling us that there's low progesterone going on as well. But really important to get these tested. Also, don't take what I'm saying as gospel. Um, everyone is different. And this is just a combination and accumulation of data that I have seen and experienced firsthand with a lot of my clients, plus ongoing research, ongoing webinars, learning, seminars, everything that I do to keep expanding my knowledge to be able to help women as best as I can. But yeah, definitely needs to do your own investigation um, before doing any treatment. Migraines are another really big one, like I said. Um, when we're looking at migraines and headaches, we really need to look at estrogen, but also the link with the histamine. So estrogen and histamine can go in a little cycle together. As estrogen gets higher, histamine can get higher. Estrogen is usually highest just before ovulation, which is really common to see people getting migraines at that time of the cycle. But it can also be common to see it in the PMS stage as well. So again, a lot of people think that migraines are just genetic. Um, it can be, but very commonly, I see it quite hormonal-based and histamine-based. So, you know, if you're living on migraine medication and it's quite debilitating, again, that there are so many other options of things that we can do to treat that, which is just honestly life-changing for a lot of people that I have um, helped with migraines for sure, um, including myself. So, I know how it feels to true migraine sufferers um, who don't feel understood a lot of the time. Other types of things that we can notice with signs of hormonal imbalance are things like chronic fatigue. So that excessive fatigue, if you wake up feeling really tired in the morning, um, feeling energy slumps during the day, having trouble sleeping at night, this can be a really common one. Some people notice it more in that premenstrual one week before the bleed. Um, some people notice it all month round. So that's where we need to put our thinking caps on. And that's where I really like to do symptom tracking with a lot of my clients. So having a diary, open your notes app, use a calendar, use your period tracking app to take some notes about when you are actually experiencing these symptoms. Because a lot of the time, you know, months go by and we're just like, oh yeah, I just get migraines or I just get fatigued. When we start actually writing it down, we can see these patterns. Like, is it actually happening around my ovulation? Is it happening around the week of my bleed? And we can really just get quite a lot of data there to be able to see what is actually going on um, in our cycle. And this can be really big because it tells me as the clinician quite a lot, but it can also help a lot of people to just get more in tune with their body, listen to their body. Symptoms don't happen for no reason. Symptoms in our body is our body's way of asking us, hello, we need a bit of help over here. And this is where we need to listen. Otherwise, 
those symptoms and those call outs for help will just get louder and louder and louder and bigger until we have to listen. So that's why it's important if we can start to do some of this symptom tracking, it can really help us get to the bottom of what is actually going on. So the fatigue and uh, the sleep issues, we do need to put our thinking caps on here to see what is going on with other areas of our hormones. For example, our thyroid. So number one thing, if you have had your thyroid tested and they say that everything's fine, but you have only had your TSH tested, this is not enough. If you don't know much about your thyroid, go back to my episode that I did with Mel from Elixir Naturopathy. She is an absolute gun on thyroid and we have amazing an amazing conversation all about the thyroid in that episode, which I would highly recommend because these things can cross over. The fatigue, hair loss, um, long menstrual cycles, heavy menstrual cycles, anxiety, depression, all of these symptoms can be thyroid symptoms as well. But if we're just looking at your TSH, TSH is just a messenger from the brain to the thyroid to tell it what to do. Thyroid doesn't always do what it's told to do. So that's why we need to check out thyroid hormones like T3 and T4 to be able to truly know what's actually happening with the thyroid. So if you have experienced hair loss, if you experience fatigue quite a lot, sleep issues, sluggish bowels, this is a big, big sign, big warning sign that the thyroid may need help. Other types of symptoms to do with the thyroid can be things like painful or swollen breasts, particularly from ovulation to your period in that two-week spot in your cycle. And this is where we really need to look at your iodine levels. So iodine is very commonly deficient in a lot of people, especially in Australia, because our soils are quite depleted of iodine. So Getting your iodine tested is done through a urine test. It's uh, something that I find very, very helpful with a lot of my clients. Pretty much all of my clients, I will get them to do this test at some point in their treatment because it is such an important one. Iodine is important for the thyroid, but it's also very important for your progesterone function as well. So the painful and swollen breast can be a big one to do with iodine deficiency, but can also be linked in with low progesterone, which makes sense when you know how the iodine and progesterone are linked anyway. So when we're looking at doing these tests, this is why it can be so complex if you can't see already that all of these things are so linked in together. And when I'm talking to a new client, I'm completely mind mapping, you know, putting all the little thought bubbles around their head when I'm looking at them on Zoom and really working to put the puzzle pieces together. So this is where you can start to do this yourself is start to mind map, start tracking, start noticing when symptoms are happening, what could be triggering it. And this can just be super duper helpful. So going back to the acne and the skin, also just dry skin can also be a symptom to do with thyroid imbalance. 
Um, which is a really important one because a lot of people do struggle with this. It can lead to um, brittle nails. It can lead to dry hair as well. So hair, skin, and nails can be a big one to do with thyroid, but also to do with the progesterone. So that's why it's just so super duper important to get these ones checked. Um, Another thing to mention is that your insulin is a very important one to get tested. It's something that I don't see a lot of people have tested in a normal round of bloods that they will get done with their with their GP. Um, something that I do pretty much with every client as well. So when we're looking at the hormone pyramid, if you can imagine this, the top of the pyramid is the most important and influential hormone out of all of them. And this one is insulin. Insulin is absolute queen of hormones. If your insulin is imbalanced, your other hormones will be affected by that. So this can lead to all of these different types of symptoms, particularly like day-to-day things is massive sugar cravings, ups and downs of your energy. If you're feeling like you're peaking and then you're crashing massively can be hugely to do with your insulin. And this is where um, going back to my optimal ranges of blood testing is really important because a lot of people's insulin, if you look at the pathology lab's ranges, anything under 20 or 25 is considered okay. But when I'm looking at things for hormone imbalance and optimal health, I really like the insulin to be under six to be at a really good level. So if you've been um, considering getting any hormone testing, this is definitely one that I would recommend and also to have a, a health practitioner be able to look over these for you as well. So that is just a handful really of hormone symptoms that can go on. I could keep going with many different types of ones, but Let's keep it succinct and notice these main um, reoccurring ones that I see the most. So I'd be interested to know how many that you tick off in this list. Um, A lot of people who come to me tick off a lot of them um, and it can be quite surprising to them after they've gone through the list to actually notice all of the things they're going through that they just consider normal or that they just have to put up with. Um, So how does this actually happen? Like how do our hormones get imbalanced in the first place? Because, you know, it's all well and good to get these things fixed and use herbal medicine and use the right nutrients, changes in the lifestyle and the diet to help it. But what, what is actually causing it? Like what if when we stop taking the herbs and things seem okay, what if everything goes back to square one? So that's where we need to think about what actually imbalances our hormones. So let's start with, I would say, probably the most important one, um, especially when we're looking at menstrual cycle irregularities, plus also thyroid, plus also insulin imbalance. Like we spoke about, like I mentioned at the start of this episode, what gland is left? the adrenal glands. And this is what makes a lot of our cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Cortisol is a hormone that is also to keep us alive and to keep us functioning in the day-to-day. So it's not this horrible hormone that does 
all evil. Um, it's something that we do need to be able to function in our life. But when it is overproduced too much, that's when it can become a problem because your cortisol actually can imbalance your progesterone quite easily. So think about this, which I have um, spoken about before in lots of episodes, um, but particularly, I think it was three episodes ago that I did one on why running from the tiger um, will not help your hormones. And so this is what I want to recap here is that if you're expecting to be running from that tiger, whether that's like chasing up a thousand emails, getting three kids to different sports after school, um, managing the house, managing a new puppy, manage, like all of these things uh, can be, you know, work, blah, 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 all of this can be highly stressful when it's all, when it all gets piled on top of one another as well. And so, our other hormone glands like our thyroid and our ovaries are all linked in with the adrenal glands. So if there's something going on in the adrenal glands, overproduction of cortisol, for example, that's going to affect the thyroid and it's also going to affect the hormones made in our ovaries as well. So this is why it's really important that we focus on what what levels of stress do we have in our life? And, you know, I make this joke with a lot of my clients that like, I wish I could just wave my magic wand and make all your stress go away, um, but that's not going to happen. So we'll do our next best thing. <laughs> Um, which is learning how to regulate the nervous system, um, working on figuring out how we can change our lifestyle as well to manage our stress better. And of course, using herbal medicine, which utilizes herbs called adaptogens to help our body adapt and become more resilient to stressful situations as well, increasing our capacity basically. So when we're working on stress levels, this is number one um, to be able to figure out if that is something that is going on for you. A lot of people say to me, oh, no, I don't think I'm stressed. And then once we go through their daily life, um, it's quite interesting to see how much people are taking on in our modern day life. So stress, number one, really, really important. We can't get away from it in our modern day life, but there's things that we can do to help our body deal with it better. Next thing is looking at endocrine disruptors. So this is something that's super important to look at because when we are exposed to endocrine disruptors that can be in our skincare, personal care, um, cooking, cooking, um, you know, pans, plastics, what we store our food in, what spatulas we use, all of these types of chemicals um, can be endocrine disruptors, meaning that they can actually mimic estrogen in our body. And when estrogen is mimicked, that means estrogen will increase and this will affect every other hormone in the body, particularly your progesterone. So that's why testing is important. I just think it's very important rather than assuming that that might be what's going on. But in our modern day world, we are exposed to a lot of endocrine disrupting chemicals. 
Um, so really important to check this out and see where these endocrine disruptors may be happening in your life. I do have a podcast episode on this whole topic as well that I will link in the show notes um, with an amazing, amazing, amazing guest on that episode as well. So would love for you to listen to that one. Endocrine disruptors, really important. Anything that you're putting on your skin, it's getting absorbed somewhat. So if you're using deodorants that are full of endocrine disrupting chemicals, makeup, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, laundry detergent, these types of things, um, it's got to go eventually. You know, we don't have to throw out everything at once, but I do recommend doing swaps. You know, when you finish that deodorant, move on to a more eco-friendly one, um, which I do have lots of tips in that previous episode as well. Next thing that can really throw out our hormone imbalance, which sounds counterintuitive because a lot of people get prescribed this to help with hormone imbalance symptoms. Um, if you're not watching the video, if you're just listening to audio there, I just did little um, quotation marks there. So if you haven't guessed already, this is contraceptives. So a lot of people get prescribed uh, birth control pill, IUD, um, Implanon, all of these different things for all of those symptoms that I said at the start of this episode, whether it's for PMS, period pain, heavy, heavy bleeds, um, you know, spotting throughout the cycle, migraines, it gets prescribed for all of this. So number one thing, contraceptions do not regulate your cycle and they do not give give your body a break. Um, I don't really know where that one came from, um, giving your body a break. Basically what the contraceptions do is they shut down your whole hormonal system. So it shuts down your progesterone. It shuts down a lot of your estrogen, shuts down your ovulation, which is where we're supposed to get all of the good feel-good hormones from. Um, so yeah, if you're noticing that if you have been diagnosed with PCOS, endo, any of the above, any of the previously mentioned type of hormone imbalances, um, you know, whether that's even including irregular cycles, which I didn't even mention, long periods, short periods, um, 21-day cycles, 40-day cycles, these types of things. So, you know, a lot of people, that's what I got prescribed the birth control pill for um, when I was younger for irregular periods. And it just happened so much and it still happens now. Um, so it's just something to be aware of that that is not fixing it. Um, it can actually be making it worse because if you have come off the birth control pill or off the Implanon or the IUD and you notice that things are getting worse, um, that could definitely be why. So number one thing that I always get checked out with people coming off contraception is their androgen levels, which is your whole different, different groups of testosterone. So it's the family of testosterone. There's lots of different types of testosterone that you can get checked. Um, free testosterone, SHBG, which is sex hormone binding globulin. These are two that can throw out the menstrual cycle, acne, fatigue, painful breasts, all of these things can happen um, if those androgens are too high. Really, really important one to get checked out. So yeah, if you are on contraception and you want to come off, but you're too scared, um, this is something that I help people with 
quite often um, to be able to make it as smooth a process as possible. If you have come off contraception and things have gone out the window and you're thinking about going back on it, but you really don't want to, there are other options. Um, There's also other options for more fertility tracking contraceptive style methods if you do need to be um, aware of where you're at in your cycle, which is such an amazing journey to go on as well. And I would say the last thing I wanted to mention about things that can imbalance your hormones is your gut and your liver. So hormones have to be metabolized through the liver and through the gut, particularly your estrogen. So if there is imbalances going on with your gut bacteria or with your liver function, because remember, there are so many pathways going on in the liver at all times. So if there is something stuck, if there's a few speed bumps going on there, that is going to affect the hormones. If you're experiencing constipation, that can be a really big one for influencing particularly your estrogen. So really important one to think about. Whenever I have hormone clients, I'm always asking about the gut. Some people just think that it's the most random thing to be asking about. Um, Like, what? I came here for my acne and I'm feeling really tired all the time. Why are you asking me about my poop? (laughs) But it's such a common one. Um, So really important. There's There are stool tests that we can do, comprehensive stool tests to see what's going on if we do need to look into it further, Um, but also blood tests that we can do to assess liver function as well. So as you can see, there are a bunch of different types of hormone imbalances going on. There's bunches of different tests that we can do, um, lots of things that we need to look at. So if this has come up at the right time for you and you're starting to wonder what your options are and how you can move forward with your hormones without having to go through hell every month with your cycle um, or just every day if you're feeling really tired and experiencing hair loss, breast pain, digestion of issues, migraines, um, all of this is fixable. And, you know, if you have been told that there's no hormone testing that you can do, or there's no treatment other than contraception, um, definitely start looking outside the box and feel free to contact me if you need some extra help in that department. So I can organize all testing for you if that is something that you do need help with um, or just interpreting them. If you've had the test done and you need help interpreting and figuring out what treatment plan to do moving forward, This is my jam. This is literally my bread and butter. It is what I absolutely love doing and helping women to just be able to embrace their hormones and understand their body better and learn about their toolbox, you know, to be able to have and learn about these tools that work for you so that you can be empowered, so that you can know what to do at different stages of your cycle or during more intense, stressful periods of your life. You don't just have to push through. There are things that can actually support you through this. And it's something that Yeah, I just absolutely love helping people through this. So if this is something that you've experienced, any type of PMS, hormone imbalance, if you've been wondering about it for a while and don't know where to start, this is a great starting point. So I'll also link in the show notes. I do have a 
free quiz, Discover Your Hormones quiz that I've had thousands of people download and figure out what might be happening with their hormones. And it helps you to know what steps to take next as well. So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well for you. And I really hope that you learned some things in this session today and feel free to reach out to me at any point. If you have questions, if you need guidance, Um, I just love connecting with you and love hearing all the questions that I get from this podcast and being able to reach more people. It's just such a blessing um, to have people listening. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing day and feel free to reach out with any questions you may have about hormone imbalance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Conscious Health and Life podcast. Please share this episode with your friends, subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ellen Naturopath for more. Have an amazing day.